Anna. Brett. Laura. Guys. <laughs> All right, guys. We are uh, back with another episode this week because hockey has yet not has not yet started uh, still even. <laughs> and so we're yeah no I mean I'm over it am I are, is everyone else just to let you guys know Anna's here Riot is here Riot's back our British hey. correspondent hey hello um, yeah okay so she's she's here and we uh, because we're talking how do you say it again Bogarts 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 why are you putting an extra O in it. I don't, I mean, like, I pronounced it like Humphrey Bogart. But you didn't. You said Bogart. That's not the same. Humphrey yeah, Bogart. at this point, it's like, the, I don't even care. It's a stupid word. Come on now. But it's Bogart like, like, bog as in a swampy bog, and then art as in Bogart. Patrice Bergeron's face is art. Bogart. <laughs> it is, though. Did, are you talking about the ad campaign that they just did where they did all those really great pictures of the of the hockey players and you see uh, Patrice Bergeron in profile and his face oh, is like a like a Greek I, god. I had that photo saved on my phone for the record, but also I was just talking about Patrice Bergeron's face at all times in general. Very true. I got distracted this morning. The reason I was late getting onto my laptop is because I came across his like was it like the NHL like 36 or something? where they followed them for a few days. And yeah. I was like, oh, Patrice Bergeron oh. has one. And then it was just me staring at his fucking, like, nose and jawline. Oh, <laughs> what old master painted you? I feel like, remember that commercial that he did where he was, like, the beatnik and he was doing the poetry, like, uh, oh stuff? No. So underrated. What? You never saw that? You never heard no. that? Oh, you don't know what's about to happen to your life. Because we always complain that the actors can't act and that they're not good, and he's one of the best by far. So yeah, he's good at everything, sadly. Yeah, he's pretty good on camera. Oh, why is he a Bruin? <laughs> he's too beautiful for that team. That's true. That's very true. Um, yeah, so, still no hockey. Who else is ready for summer to be over? I'm oh just my god, over in it. a lot of ways. List the ways, Anna Webb, list them. It's too hot. I need hockey. I want football. I'm ready for some goddamn football because I'm an American. No, I'm just kidding. It's because I, I get bored. Um, also, I'm ready for like some fall food. Like I'm so ready for like warm food. Yeah. It's like eating sandwiches all the time. Oh god. I bought two jumpers yesterday, and oh. I want to wear them. They're like knitwear jumpers, like like cropped knit jumpers. I bought my whole like autumn wardrobe with my staff discount, and it's just been. A I pleasant goddamn day every day. And I'm like, no, I want to wear knitwear. I want to wear my Dot Martens. I would like to wear a scarf. Uh, yes. A scarf? I did the same thing. I went fall shopping and used my uh, employee discount at my place of uh, place of work. And I bought, like, a couple of sweaters. I bought some overalls and a hat. Like, who is she? <laughs> Ooh, yes. I get overalls as well. They're in this year. They're in, darling. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I just don't understand. I feel like these last couple of weeks before, um, what are they called? Like the uh, training camp stuff training starts. Camp. It's just brutal. No wonder. Like, how is it? Now I'm looking back on it and I was like, how was that World Cup thing that they did at this time not more popular than it was? Because <laughs> I'm hungry. I'm hungry for hockey. 
And William Nyland, uh, Nylander still hasn't signed his contract yet. It's like, there could be news. There could okay, be. Isn't. If only, like, Eric Carlson and... It's these bloody Swedes just, like, chilling. Mm. There's no rush for them. He's like, yeah, I'll post a picture of me fighting with a baby. <laughs> I'm not going to give you any other news. I had a stroke the other day, I swear to God, because I was scrolling through my Twitter feed, and I saw something come up. And you know sometimes your feed will refresh randomly? Oh, I yeah. saw Eric Carlson signs with... And my phone refreshed. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, he did something. And it was just him being like, yeah, I've signed with this clothing brand. Ugh. And I was like, that's not a hockey team. So rude. And that, that I'm stupid just like, bot. like waiting for uh, um, the Penguins to start coming back to Pittsburgh. So like, I'm just like, somebody tell me when they're back. Because then it's like a sign, right? Mm. Like they're moving back into their houses. They migrate the back to winter. Yes, exactly. They start moving back into their houses. The other day I saw one of them was like, it's moving day. And I was like, are you coming back? And it was like, no, they were just like moving oh. from like one house to another. I don't know what they were doing, but, but like Chris Kunitz has been in town, but he doesn't even play here anymore. What are you doing? <laughs> well, Penguin. he's signed with Chicago. Wouldn't you spend most of your time someplace else too? Yeah, right? He's pretending he's still a penguin until he has to go and face reality and be Whoa. like, Oh, I live here now. Yeah. I mean, and he brings his whole family. Like they've been hanging out in Pittsburgh a lot this summer. Like, they've just been, like, going to ball games, like, living their yens or lives. And I'm like, oh, I miss you guys. <laughs> Every morning he wakes up and he's like, another glorious day in Pittsburgh where I will be spending the rest of my life. <laughs> oh, God. I don't think anybody ever wakes up and says, another glorious day in Pittsburgh. Because it is humid and then you have to get in your car and drive in Pittsburgh, which is the absolute worst experience. Yeah, but you need to compare that to what is about to, uh, the reality that is about to hit him, which is that he's about to walk into a dressing room and the first thing that he's going to see is Patrick Kane's face. Oh, poor thing. So, and it is gonna, a glorious gonna, day. <laughs> He's going to have to have conversations that last more than like two minutes with Jonathan Taze oh, no. about something. I feel like you could probably get away with not doing that. <laughs> if you're good enough, if you're like that sneaky, I feel like you could get away with it. No, I, I feel like I could go a very long time in my life being in close proximity to him and just avoiding, <laughs> like just, just walking away mid conversation, <laughs> just leaving and being like, anyway, do you not think that uh, so this is somebody who played on Sid's wing for how many years? You don't oh, think that Taze is like making sure that he sits in the exact same stall length away from him that Crosby used to sit to, and then is like like totally interrogating him about every what were Sid's habits? What did he eat? What did he wear? Tell me everything. What does he smell like? <laughs> does he smell like summer and like sweat and like I don't know. Tears. I bet you Chris Kunitz is a steel trap. He, yeah. like, would not give away those secrets. He'd oh, like, he'd lie. He'd yeah, like, he'd oh, lie. pink Crocs every day. Just pink Crocs. <laughs> well, that's not too far from <laughs> that. That is not too yeah. far from the truth at all. Um, so, well, we did have um, we did have some really good uh, NHL news that we were going to talk about. And we got two asks about it. So, Anna, you want to read those asks and then we'll discuss? Yes. Let okay. me get to the right asks. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, sarcastic shenanigans thing said, ladies, what are your thoughts on Haley Wickenheiser joining the Maple Leafs? Are you as joyful yet sad as I am? Because while it feels like a step in the right direction for the NHL, it also feels like it's something good. Uh, it's taking something good away from the women's league. That was from Lisa. And then anonymous said the Leafs hired Haley Wickenheiser as a development coach. Do I dare say that the Leafs are the most, are one of the most progressive teams in the NHL? Did I just adopt a new team? 
Okay, now I did get like a thousand, I think, uh, asks and stuff, or like people tweeting me and like do and like uh, texting me about this stuff. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to read the part of an of of an article um, on the score, and let me just see if I have the guy's name, John uh, Matisse, I think. So M A T I S Z. So I have no idea how you pronounce that. Anyway, he wrote an article on the score about this and uh and so i'm gonna talk about it and then we can discuss all right so mm -hmm. uh Haley wickenheiser was hired as um the assistant director of player development and noel needham was hired as the midwest-based amateur scout and what what i love about this article is that it really did emphasize more the hiring of noel needham and how mm -hmm. it is that that uh happened so it talks about how Kyle Dubas, um, back in 2015, has a quote where he said, your eyes and your mind are lying sons of bitches in the worst absolute way. Uh, Dubas said during a presentation about cognitive bias and personnel decisions at the annual MIT Sohn's Sports Analysis Conference in 2015. He went on to explain how recency bias and sample size bias, amongst other inclinations, can negatively impact decision-making based on your opinion of a player or their performance over the last three games versus the last previous three years, for instance, is a natural reaction. But, it is sub, but it's also suboptimal because it's short-sighted. As the organization sought to add bodies to its scouting department, Dubis introduced an extra layer to the hiring process. Candidates... Um, filed scouting reports to an online system that masked their identity. This anonymity gave Dubas and his advisors the latitude to shift through the reports and flag the most qualified candidates without being influenced by things like gender, appearance, ethnicity, and age. Amongst the top scorers was Noel Needham, a former Minnesota State University women's hockey player who had never held an official scouting position in the professional or junior ranks. The reports she filed anonymously elevated her status and ultimately helped her earn the gig with the Leafs. Isn't that amazing? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read one more quote by Dubas here. He said, I think that if you are only hiring white males, and I'm saying that as a white male, you're probably leaving a lot on the table in terms of where your organization is going and how it can think and how it can evolve and develop. I think it's amazing. What do you guys think? Right? I, I love a woke millennial GM. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's been really hard for me to not be a Leafs fan in the past, like, yeah, like, God, it's been really... I'm a Leafs fan now, definitely. But um, I think one of the things that I really liked in a, in a weird way was the method that they used to, to like, hire Noel Needham also eliminates the, the possibility of people claiming it's a diversity hire. Because... Mm. For one, like it opens. This wasn't necessarily about hiring a woman. The fact that it kind of got rid of things like gender, appearance, ethnicity, age. You completely removed uh, things like age bias, and there's the opportunity for like people who aren't white to be working there. Uh, people who, who aren't sort of like you could have kind of like punk-looking people. You could also have people with disabilities. Uh, you know, just a whole slew of people. So you can't really claim. You know, naysayers can't say, oh, it was just like a, a diversity hire. Oh, it was just about getting like another woman in. It's like, no, this was completely open to like, it could have been anyone. Yeah, it could have been another like white dude. It also could have been like a trans scout. It could have been like 
you know, a black woman or a black man, or it could have been someone who's super, super young, who's just getting into it, but is really, really good. It could have been someone who's like, could have been like a 58 year old woman, like a, like a mum of five who applied and ended up getting the position because of their qualifications. And I, I love that also just because I love the fact that it can completely shut down people who are going to try and ruin this by claiming it's the diversity hire. Uh, and I also like, I don't know, I like the self-awareness that came out. Like, it didn't feel too backpatty to me. Like, it wasn't like, well, you know, it's 2018. Uh, of course we have to do this. It was, you know, I like that Dubas is aware enough that he is a white man. <laughs> but I, I like, no, I, I just like this sense of awareness. And it kind of fits in with the the image that you have of, like, the Leafs now as well, and that they're a really young team with a bunch of, like, just left their rookie years players with a really young GM using genius like ideas and getting fresh blood and like yeah I think that the Leafs right now are probably the most I'm gonna say it they're the most woke in the NHL who knew (laughs) not fully awoken but they are woke up yes they are awakening Anna what do you think no I totally agree I mean this is in my opinion how hiring should just be done like just removing any kind of bias. Cause we know, we know for a fact that studies have been done that show all these biases that come out just by reading someone's name on their application. So like removing all of that, I think you're totally right. Like not only does it allow for a fair and level playing field, but it totally shuts down anybody who would have come forward trying to make this, um, trying to discredit it by calling it politically correct or whatever the fuck kind of phrase they want to use. Um, because it was totally blind. Like it could have been anybody. And the fact that it was like a super qualified woman who had not to, who didn't have to use like connections to be grandfathered into this position. Like that's the other thing we get a lot with female hires. It's like, well, yeah, it's a woman being hired, but like, look at all the things she had to do and all the people she had to know to get there. And the fact that, uh, what's her first name again? Noel. 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 The fact that she like had never held a position like this before and she legitimately just got in on her merits. It's like, I, I just think it's great. And I, I love the way that he talked about it. Um, I think you're right. It's totally self-aware and in, in a good way. And um, <clears throat> this is like easily one of the best things that hockey has ever done. Yeah. Isn't that sad? <laughs> that this is where we are. But no, it was, it was really good. Yeah, I think it's it's um, it's interesting how the article goes on to talk about how the NHL is behind other leagues in doing this type of hiring, right? And I feel like the NHL, more than any other league, is uh, incestuous. They only hire people that they already know, and they don't hire them based on talent. They hire them based on connections. I feel like not just in hockey, but every uh, job for every position should have to go through this kind of initial pre-screening. Um, think about how different the Pittsburgh Penguins would be if they had to go through this. Like we talked about this in the episode where we were talking about like nepotism uh-huh. in the, in the Penguins and the decisions that we're making. We had a lot of people, uh, defend, I don't even know if it happened, whether or not, uh, Taylor Crosby, Sid's sister was hired, uh, oh, with yeah. the Penguins. Right. But tell me that's not exactly the, the same thing. It's like, we have to stop hiring people because of who they know and make sure that we're going through a process, at least the original screening process, to make sure that it's fair and balanced so that you can that you can get somebody who's like you said, like a 50 year old housewife or a 80 year old grandpa who might be, uh, you know, great at this 
or, uh, you know, like a 25-year-old woman who isn't given the opportunities because they didn't play junior with so-and-so's cousin during, you know, like enough with that already. And and look at how much the Leafs have grown and how, like somebody said the other day that the Leafs have the smartest front office. And I really do think that they are on their way to having um, the smartest front office. He's making decisions He's making business decisions is what he's doing. And I think it's fantastic. Mm. I love it. I love everything. About it. I, I love that I he also, used. Oh. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I just, I love that he used like psychology as well. Like he didn't just go out and say, Oh, we're hiring women because it's about time. He really like definitely backed up that he'd researched into what is the best way. And, it, and that implies that he's constantly looking for, uh, input and better advice. It's not sort of like, well, I'm going off my gut and not using the same knowledge that he's had for so and so and so and so years. It was like uh, there was a study about hiring women for orchestras, which is one that came similar to this, where at first they're like, oh, we'll have them in a separate room. And then there was still no change in the number of women getting hired. And then someone thought to put carpeting down right. because they realized that you could hear the women's heels. And then suddenly the number of women getting hired went up through the roof. And like, I like that clearly Dubas is looking into, he, he's not just looking at like, oh, we want to hire someone. I'll look at who I'm hiring. He's being smart about it. He's looking at like, okay, what's the most effective way to hire? He's not just looking at hiring someone. He's looking at how he hires someone and sort of, you know, he's taking like 10 steps back from where I think a lot of people would have just stopped, would have been to just like, okay, we're going to look at applicants. Whereas he was like, okay, but how are we going to look at applicants? How are we going to have them apply? And yeah, I think I think if you had I think if you had this like this style of hiring process all throughout the league, like I think that well the Penguins could have saved like sixteen and a quarter million <laughs> by not nepotism hiring Jack Johnson. Ugh, I don't even get <laughs> the when I when I googled Jack Johnson to find out what his contract was, the first uh, the first title that came up was regrettably Penguin signed Jack Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Well, and I think, and that was really, his mother who wrote that. So weird, right? <laughs> so weird. Um, and I also think, like, by I love that this is happening. I don't want the, the whole league taking credit for it, like until everybody's yeah. doing this. Do you know what I mean? It's the same sort of thing where it's like the league is like, oh yes, applaud us, pat us on the back. But it's like you're not doing it; they're doing it. Until your whole league is doing this kind of thing, like, don't get on your high horse, <laughs> like. Just push them in the right direction and just shut your mouth until it's at that point. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'd love too that, um, like, even if you take a, a, um, gender out of it, I love that the way that he, um, that I love to hear somebody in hockey kind of acknowledge that there is a recency uh, bias in hockey because how many times do we say, even when we're talking about commentators and, and like the um, media, when they talk about um, hockey, that they, they go by the performance, they, they like skip over ex- everything that happened this season that we literally just watched. And yeah. then they go by what happened in the last two years, right? It's, it's just, it's like, forget what my eyes are seeing. I'm going to go with what the general consensus is of what they are. So they don't talk about how a player, how a team is actually playing. They don't talk about it, how a team is actually doing. They just talk about all of these things around it. And in a lot of cases, I think that they make up their mind that they want like the Jack Johnson thing to make a trade. And then they try to find justifications for, for, um, 
for putting them in there. And the justifications that we got on that case were like bizarre. And then, um, and then we're just supposed to kind of like say that they're hockey guys and they know what they're talking about. It's bizarre. Right. Can this lead us, I'm sorry, can this lead us into our next uh, thing about the article about Phil having a bounce back here? I was literally about to say, speaking (laughs) I brought up the quote and everything. I was going to say like, this is reminding me so much of how like there's this heavy bias and like how everyone is like, uh, underperforming Phil Kessel, you know, what was it? It was Phil Kessel bouncing back yeah. from a, yeah, Phil Kessel. Can he bounce back from a career high of like 93 points or something? Let's call he's him up, out. Anna. He's up 22 from the last yeah. year. Anna, what's the, the, the article thing guy. Do you remember? Let's call him out by name. Um, Cause this is just, I think the person who wrote it was Wes Crosby, but I don't remember where the article was posted. Uh, it was posted on NHL.com. Uh, okay. Of course. And it is by, because I have this up because I was very annoyed. Yeah, Wes Crosby, NHL.com. So just to, just to summarize, Wes Crosby wrote an article with the headline that said, will they have bounce back years? And, the, uh, and in there, one of the players that he mentioned was Phil Kessel. This is the headline. And then in the body of the article, he actually says that Phil Kessel had a subpar season. He had a 92-point season. Career high. Now, he was the first one in that list as well. It's like, oh, well, to be fair, he didn't win a Stanley Cup this year. Oh, well, so, you know, well, he's definitely dipping. He's let's definitely discuss. Like, let's discuss, okay, in order. Do you think that he doesn't know what a season is? Or <laughs> that he just doesn't watch Phil, uh, Phil Kessel? So, Riot, what do you think? Because really, those are the only two options. You either don't understand what words mean... Or you didn't do any research at all and just wrote an article. So, Riot, what do you think? <laughs> I think that maybe he had, like, a little graph up and he looked, like, at the y-axis instead of the x-axis. And he was like, man, I can't believe Phil Kessel has one point. <laughs> when really it's like, no, honey, you have to go along and add the graph. That's like, that's like okay. That. No, babe, come on, like... I can't believe Phil Kessel started the season with 92 points and ended with none. <laughs> yeah, how do you lose points? <laughs> oh, that, that classic Phil Kessel. Yeah. Yeah, maybe he got confused yeah. and thought, like, oh, every time you don't get a point, they take one away from you. Or, like, if someone on his team gets a point, that takes away from him. So, like, if someone on his line scores, they're like, well, there was, you know, there was, like, a point up for grabs there, but... uh who is it? Hornquist got it, so we're gonna have to take that away from Phil Castle. Like maybe he just doesn't understand how the point system works. Maybe he's just dyslexic and he saw nineteen where it should be ninety-one. Ooh, yeah, maybe he saw possible. maybe he thought that like that's what the jersey numbers are. <laughs> oh wait, isn't Phil's jersey like seventy two or something? Hang on. Eighty one. Eighty one. Eighty still good for points. <laughs> maybe he also read it backwards. So Anna, do you have any thoughts on this? Oh, it's so stupid. Like, I, that's my only thought. It's so stupid. Like, were you even watching that? It makes me crazy. Like when reporters come out with this stuff and what I think it is happening is that they a long time ago formed this premise and this idea. Okay. Well, this is how I think he's going to perform this season. Therefore he did perform that way. Like you, it doesn't happen just because you think it's going to happen or because you want it to happen. Like you need to look at what actually occurred and they, for some reason have no ability to do this because they get so set on their premise and that's what they're going to write about. And it just like, first of all, it's, 
it's dumb. And secondly, it just like it it makes for a terrible writer. Like as someone who went to school for writing, like that it's offensive to me. <laughs> like learn how to change your goddamn premise. Maybe we're missing the real secret, which is that, like, Wes Crosby is actually, like, the ultimate hype man. Maybe he's trying to do that whole, like, because this would work on me if someone was like, wow, 92 points. Not good enough. Kind of weak. Maybe he's hoping that Phil will be like, you know what? I'm going to come back and I'm going to get 100 points. (laughs) Maybe that's his, maybe that's actually his goal. Maybe he's secretly not hating Phil. Maybe he's, I mean, deep down, he just wants to keep pushing Phil to be the best that he can be. I mean, maybe, but that completely ignores the fact that he certainly does not have enough influence for that to be effective. There's that. Um, I just don't want to believe that the media are all terrible, but they just keep proving me wrong. I'm sorry to break it to you, but really, really This is the part that kills me. I just want someone to like Phil. Who, who would, which woman do you know would be allowed to be that bad at their job and still have a job? Who? Anywhere, if, like in any profession. Woman, yeah, if a woman wrote that headline, the outrage would be far higher than it already is. People would genuinely believe that she doesn't want hockey. Whereas yeah. I don't think anyone is looking at this article and thinking like, like, oh, he didn't actually watch any of the games this year. But well, people would be clearly like, clearly he didn't though. She was totally like overhired. Yeah, oh. I... I this is like, I, I just, I don't get it because he had to write it, which I guess happened, right? <laughs> like he wrote those words down, maybe read them once or twice, wrote it in a headline, then wrote it in the article, somehow still managed to think that it was a good idea to hit like send. He did that. But then somebody had to like, I'm assuming somebody on NHL.com had to read it. And then someone also had to publish it. How many penises did this article have to go through without being flagged for unbelievable stupidity and inaccuracy? Like, I don't understand. How can you be this bad at something? It went, like, I didn't realize so many people in the NHL were illiterate. <laughs> like, NHL.com. Do you think it's just going to one person who's like, yeah, these look like words? These yeah. look like words. Yeah, exactly. Good job, good job, Wes, on writing these words. Yes. Those certainly are words on a piece of paper. You've done it. Yep. Publish it. Kessel, you son of a gun. Kessel has two S's. Good job. Good for you. Much better he than last it. time. Yeah. <laughs> like, maybe maybe he wrote the article in advance and he was like, Phil Kessel's going to have a bad season. This this reminds me too much of like when you didn't realize that you had an essay due. And yeah. you were just like, look, I have time to write an essay or I have time to fact check. I'm going to need an essay. So... But, you know, it was alive in 2010. But you know where this is different? This is like, um, okay, because your analogy, you're like the student. This would yeah. be like a professor showing up to an exam going, oh, fuck, I was supposed to write an exam, right? Like, that's what this is like. Like, it's you're the boss. You work here. You're literally responsible for putting out content. This is what you do for a living. And some fool pays you to do it. And this is what you came up with. I can't. Yeah, I'm more angry at the whole nobody told him that was wrong thing. Because to me, it's more like you've written something because you have something due and you've workshopped it first. And people have been like, yes, that seems fine. And then you've turned it in without doing any of your other homework. Like who, who edited this piece and went, mm-hmm, change this, change this, change this, gave it back to him. 
He made those changes. And then he sent it back to the editor and they published it. Like there was a moment in there because as far as I know, this is how it works where somebody went here, make these changes. And none of the changes that they pointed out were the, the, the things that were just blatantly untrue. Like what? I think it was just a push to like, I think it was like that whole rule of three thing. I think, because I, I read the article and like it even starts with, after a career NHL high of 92 points, and I'm like, okay, so you're already aware that you're wrong. But it was he was saying like the Kessel, uh, Kessel, what is it, fell off in the Stanley Cup playoffs. That's not the because season. Because he, only had, cause he oh. only had nine points in 12 games. Well, again. Which, the premise is that he was perfect. Yeah. No, no, no. What we're, what we're getting back to is that he does not understand what words mean. The season is the regular season. The playoffs does not happen during the regular season. You cannot say he had an off season when he had a bad playoffs. Those are two different words. I mean, two different things. That's why this is infuriating. I know it's clickbait, right? I know he's doing it because he wants to get a lot of clicks. But you need to know what words mean when you're a writer, right? It, it's just so dumb because it was like it was what like nine nine points in twelve games is not bad. No, uh, and like that's that's really not bad. Especially okay, maybe it's not as good as the last two years where they won the Stanley Cup twice. Because uh, yeah, I guess you know not winning the Stanley Cup, you kind of have a drop off at that. <laughs> you can only go, you can only plateau or sink. Right. But then the the two ones after which was Chris Letang and Matt Murray because Matt Murray got injured a lot. Uh, and Latang was coming back from what was he coming back from neck surgery and also a stroke. Yeah. Uh, right. And he didn't have a particularly great season. But like, really, you're gonna like those are two kind of legitimate points if you're saying like, okay, is you know Chris Latang thought he'd be coming back on top form this year, and then he said that actually, you know, I thought it would have been easier, but I I didn't get you know it, it wasn't easy. You know, I'm just gonna have to try harder. That's a legitimate thing to say. Like, will. Will could he be on form this year, or will it be another year? Like, is this just what Chris Letang is like now? Is Matt Murray going to be this injury prone next year? That's also a legitimate question. But being like to open up your article with like, is Phil Kessel going to bounce back from? It's not even like a nine-game pointless streak, which right. is a thing. Like, there are tons of players who have go like ten games or like twelve games without getting a single point. He's in the playoffs, which is arguably like the hardest hockey to play during the year. And he's still got nine points. Right. I think you're totally right with this rule of three thing. It's like, I need one more. And he couldn't think of one. So he and just that's threw what, and that's one what out opened there. with was the right. But one. it's it's right. interesting, right? Because I think um I think you're also onto something with the fact that um because you could look at there's a difference between looking at points. And making a call, right? Sure, he had um, 92 points. But I've been re-watching a lot of the games because, like, I'm, like I said, I'm hockey-starved at this point. Yeah. And I've been re-watching a lot of those games. Phil was instrumental in the uh, most of the wins that we had early on in the season, even throughout the season. You could look at Latang's points because he did get a lot of points. We went through a really spotty season last year where we would score nothing and then we would score, like, a ton of goals and so Latang would get a lot of points but I don't care how many points Latang got last year he was bad 
He was bad last year. He had a bad Especially season. Especially for Chris Letang. So yeah. I could totally say you can't look at points and just get a determination how, of how somebody was. But there's no way somebody could have objectively looked at Phil Kessel's season as a whole and said he had a bad season because he was mm-hmm. spectacular. Points regardless, he, was, he had an amazing, amazing uh, regular season last year. So, and and yeah. points ignore what the points are for. Like if you're looking at – if we just look at the postseason games, like if we just look at the playoffs – which is what they're talking about in this. We're like, oh, he only got nine points, one goal, eight assists. I'm like, really? That's just like 10 goals. Because yes, he scored one goal, but he was instrumental. Well, that's, that's nine goals. It's like, yeah, he scored one goal, but he was instrumental in there being another eight goals. You can theorize that if he wasn't there to assist on that goal, that goal wouldn't have happened. I mean, maybe someone could have, but an assist means that you helped a successful goal go in. So really, it, you look at it, it's, yeah, he played 12 games uh, and he was instrumental in nine of those goals. Like nine goals in 12 games is still really good. Yeah. But because it's points and you're like, oh, it's only eight assists. I'm like, yeah, but those eight assists equal eight goals. And correct like, me. This is why I don't care about like points or I'm not particularly into like uh, plus minus or, or shots oh, on right. goal. Plus minus is stupid. Like there's a, there's a fantastic screenshot I have from like a Dallas stars game. I can't remember who they were against, but it had like the, the shot clock and it was like, uh, the score was something like one zero and let's say it was Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay had like 30 shots on goal, zero goals. Uh, Dallas stars had one shot on goal, one goal. That was one, one stars player played exceptionally well. And it's like the, the shot clock doesn't mean anything necessarily. No, I mean, like, do you remember, um, like, we won the Stanley Cup, like, last year or the year before that, basically with no shots. But the shots we did get all went in. Like, they went in at the right time. So it's, uh, you can look at all of the points. You can look at all of the analytics of what's going on. Or you can just watch the game also and make a determination of what it is that's happening based on the play that you see, like, in front of your face. It's just, I I don't get... I don't get any of I don't get any of it because it doesn't it, it all defies logic. I just don't understand how someone is allowed to have a job when they clearly don't understand how to do that job. Um, oh man, it's bizarre. Okay, let's okay. move on. Yeah, <laughs> I'll just get angrier. <laughs> all right, go ahead, Anna. Is it? Oh, are sorry. Or we're we gonna do an ask. Let me see. Is there anything else we want? We were gonna do um we we're gonna do player puck personalities and talk about their um. Pet peeves. Their pet, their pet peeves. Um, and then I looked back and they'd also, but I don't think we have enough time because we have a lot, I think we have a few asked, but I do want to say this. There is a puck personality where they ask them what their favorite pets are. And all of those bitches said dogs. <laughs> all of them. Oh, wow. I am shocked. Didn't someone say panther? Yeah. Like one of the guys didn't understand the question. He was like, oh, like, panther. Yeah. And they were like, okay. No, no, no. An animal you can own. Oh. There's, there's one that you should watch that I sent to, I sent to Laura. And I was like, oh, are we talking about, like, the one where they just talk about, like, being late or the one where they're really, really shady? Because there's one that's like, right. what's your pet peeve in hockey? And oh, it's yeah. just them, like, thinly, like, like, yeah, I hate it when the person who's sitting next to me is really messy. Yeah. Or, like... Oh yeah, I hate it when guys are diving. I hate it when people do this. I hate it in that. And I think at the end they've got the guys from on the bench. And it's like, what's your right. pet peeve in hockey, Ryan Kessler? <laughs> it's like it's such a shady episode. It's so good. It is so the good. people filming it were like, we should not have done that. But <laughs> they're like, ooh. My favorite thing about the pet one 
was that it, that Connor McDavid, like everybody else is like a dog, but then like they name the type of dog it is that they have. Connor yeah. McDavid goes, your basic dog. I'm like, your answer to this question is a basic bitch? That's your question. That's your, you literally just, answered just basic bitch. Dollar store pup. What does your basic dog mean? I just take any basic dog. bitch. Any basic bitch at all. Any basic bitch. Oh, man. Okay, well, we're going to do that. I think we're going to do the pug personality with the pet peeves um, in the Patreon bonus. So yeah. if you're a patron, stick around for that. Um, so let's move on to – we got an ask last week. We said we were going to save it for this week, um, which was the NHL players and what their boggarts turn into uh, from Anonymous. So let's go ahead and get into that. Yes. I am interested in hearing what you guys have to say. Why don't we do this like in order, right? So, um, right, you go first. And if anybody has the same player, we'll, we'll, we'll do all the okay. same player at the same time as somebody else has it. And if not, then we'll skip to the next person. Awesome. Okay, so am, I, am I just doing my list or like... Yeah, well, you know, why don't, no, okay. one at a time, one at a time. But, you, time, but okay. like, hold on. So, like, if you if your first player is Sidney Crosby and I have Sidney Crosby, yeah. you do Sidney Crosby, then I'll do my Sidney Crosby, then right, Anna right. will do her Sidney Crosby, okay? Okay, but if my first one is, like, someone that it isn't, do I just then, then touch you just someone keep else going. does it go to you? No, then you just keep going. Okay, all right. So, my first one was Brad Marchand, uh, and I kind of had two. Like, the first one that came to my head was uh, his bogger would be, like, a league-wide... Uh, mandated anger management counselor for everyone else in the league because I think that his idea of hell is just every hockey player being like super zen and not pissed off because that's all he does that's, that's what his like his favorite thing to do is is to like draw penalties and piss off other players but then I realized that actually Brad Marchand's like ultimate fear uh, is a clone of himself but it's slightly taller <laughs> slightly louder it's wearing a Habs jersey and it's called Brett Marchand. Because <laughs> there's nothing scarier to Brad Marchand than a louder, angrier version of him. He has to play against oh, wow. wearing a Habs jersey. Oh, that's the best. <laughs> yeah, Brett Merchant was the name. That's it. <laughs> Merchant. Uh, anyone else have him? I didn't have him. No, I didn't have him. Okay, right. Okay. My second one, which is stupid. Uh, Tyson Barry, and his was an all-you-can-eat dessert buffet, but when he gets close to it, he realizes it's just frozen yogurt and, like, fruit <laughs> parts. All desserts that he can't eat. Oh, I love it. Wow. That's my hell. <laughs> yeah, desserts <laughs> I can't eat. Desserts with dairy? No! I can't eat any of you. <laughs> it's, it's an all-you-can-eat dessert buffet when he gets there, he realizes it's just one very large bowl of, like, fruit salad. <laughs> oh, no. He's my Dairy Queen, Tyson Barry. <laughs> we love a Dairy Queen. I love we him. love a Dairy Queen. He's adorable. Uh, anyone else have Tyson Barry? Not no, me. but I think no. Dairy Queen might be his drag name. Oh yeah! Like <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that Dairy is awesome. Queen, Dairy with two E's at the end. Yeah. <laughs> what you are? D Dairy with two R's and an E. <laughs> Isn't that how you call his last name? Two R's and an E. Yeah, no. If you if you took Barry and just put a D at the start, so it's Darry, yeah. Darry Queen. Yeah, exactly. I'm Darry Queen. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage, Darry Queen. Flipping toppings off. <laughs> oh Get his boots and digging deep. <laughs> 
Can I say this is already better? This is already better than anything I could have imagined. And we're only on like player three. So runway, runway, run, runway, runway. All right. My my second one was Phil Castle. Oh, my third, sorry, was Phil Castle. And my answer was just the Toronto media. (laughs) Although I can now upgrade that to the media. Yeah. (laughs) They're all idiots. Oh my god. Uh, okay, um, Next one was Frederick Anderson. Steady Freddy. Yeah. Uh, and his was a top-of-the-line, high-performance supercar, but the car seat isn't adjustable, and it has to be the short <laughs> leg room, so he can't fit in it. Because he has spent the entire summer just going to, like, the Grand Prix and, like, car events. There's, like, 600 photos of him looking obscenely large, standing next to very <laughs> low supercars. And so that's... I, I think it would be, like, a car, like, some fantastic, like supercar with like his name on it and everything and then he's like oh the seat doesn't adjust and i can't fit my gigantic hips and shoulders in a nightmare yeah can i so just sort say of like uh, the, the you know the grapes that that greek dude couldn't reach yeah and the mm-hmm. and river that every time he tries to drink from it, it you know it lulls that's his 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 hell so uh so Sidney crosby and uh, frederick anderson at the rogers open I think oh. launched a thousand ships. <laughs> oh God. I don't, I tweeted about this recently where I was like, I don't understand. Every goalie in the league looks a little bit like Nosferatu. Like they're all <laughs> super skinny and super lanky. They all kind of like, yeah, when flower takes off his shirt, you're like, huh, you're weirdly jacked for a man who looks like me when I was 12. <laughs> uh, and then there's Freddie Anderson who looks like a two door fridge. Like, yeah. The boy is getting thicker every year. It's like he keeps hearing people talking about, like, oh, we should make the net smaller, or we should make the nets bigger. And he's like, all right, I'll be bigger. <laughs> he makes himself bigger. Yeah, he's just, I've never seen a goalie that, like, God, could you imagine if he played defense? He'd, like, oh. hip check someone into the sun. So they oh, were, no, so just, oh. they were, like, comparing thighs, right? That's a yeah, given? Yeah. Consensus? That's going to be a thing. Yeah. That's what oh. they were doing. In those, in those pictures, they are absolutely comparing thighs, talking about, like, which tailors they go to. They can make the pants on the, that like, um, that makes room for their thighs, like, enough yeah. in the pants. Well, for Freddie, for Freddie, it's the hips. He's got, like, the Sidney Crosby ass of hips. Oh, <laughs> Boy is, boy is, he's like, got, to make another, to make another drag queen reference, he's got, like, Trixie Mattel hips. Like, oh, yeah, he robbed a couch. Robbed he's, it. like... Yeah. <laughs> He's a sofa supply store down there. He also, I like how that, that tennis player made Crosby look short. Yeah. And then Freddie makes them look short. Right. Because he's just this impossibly large man. Well, Sid is short. Yeah. He's yeah. Short. Yeah, he is. But he's thick. He Can't is, push yeah. that boy over. Uh, anyways. All right. After that, it was Tyler Sagan. Uh, titty sequins. Uh, and his, his, like, bogger, his greatest fear in the world I thought would be this really big fluffy dog that comes out of like the wardrobe or whatever. Uh, but when he goes to pet it, it yelps and whimpers and hides on, like hides from him because Aww. his greatest, his greatest fear is a uh, making a dog sad and b uh, a dog that he can't pet. Yeah. So and I couldn't, sad. I couldn't think of how I would make uh, like a sudden pet allergy become like a physical, yeah, yeah, yeah. A a physical one. manifestation of like, Suddenly having an allergy to fur. I, so sad. I had a Tyler Sagan. Did you have a Tyler Sagan, Anna? No, I didn't. 
my Tyler Sagan one was being like traded to like the Minnesota Wild or like Buffalo, someplace where he would be forced to wear shirts all the time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, compulsory Under Armour. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He wipes his face anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Okay, after that, I had Carrie Price. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't have any of the ones you have. <laughs> I, I was I got really like niche in a way, but yeah, Carrie Price. Mine was um, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Michael Terrian was it or Therian? Yes. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. him being named Habs coach again. <laughs> and when I thought about this, I thought of him like because in in like the movies and in the book, the bogger is in a is in a closet because you never see it until it's become like the form of your fear, and so it's often like the door will open and like a person will step out, and I just had this <laughs> image of Terrian stepping out. And he's wearing like a like a sash that just says like "Don't forget, I'm here for life." Yeah. <laughs> so it's like that's Carrie Price's like ultimate hell. He's like, "I'm gonna trade all your friends." Oh no! And then the triple high five again. Because I just had a I just had an image of that bitch. Bet you never thought you'd see me again. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise, bitch! Yeah. What would he do to make that go away? Because he. You have to like imagine something that will make you laugh and then you do yeah. the implication and it turns into that. Like, what do you think that would be? Just like a pie in his face? <laughs> I think it would just be him drop kicking him back into the closet. <laughs> That's good. Like, with enough force that the closet falls backwards. That's really good. That'll he would, it's just, yeah, I don't know. Ugh. Ugh. Or maybe he'd imagine he'd like summon PK to like fight him. <laughs> yeah, beat him up. Yeah, he'd triple high five him back into like wardrobe. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. the, the reason before we started recording, I also had to double check that everyone was up to date on the Ryan Johansson and Ryan Kessler beef, the Ryan on Ryan beef, because my <laughs> next one is uh, Ryan Johansson. His ultimate fear is Ryan Kessler climbing out of the wardrobe wearing one half of a t shirt that says our get along shirt. <laughs> 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 the picture of, like the two kids crammed into that one t shirt and it says our get along shirt. That's his idea of like. The scariest thing he's ever seen is the idea of being trapped God. in a t-shirt with Ryan Kessler. Oh, that Where is so. I would pay money to see that, like like good yeah. hard money. I'd pay for sure. That'd be the best. Yeah, I feel like I feel like Kessler would be down with that. Like if you showed him that, he'd be like, ah, that looks hilarious. I'll do that. Whereas Ryan Johnson would, I don't know, retire. Yeah. <laughs> he, no, no, he he would come up with a a snappy comeback like. No one likes you. Yeah, you suck. No one likes you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good one. Okay. Uh, after that, I had uh, Alex Ovechkin. Oh, I had and, Oh, good. Okay, because mine was just uh, his ultimate fear is just Backstrom getting in a fight. Mm. That's it. That's it. Just Backstrom getting in a fight. Like, rolling up his sleeves and being like, I'm going to go and punch Zadino Chara. <laughs> Nikki, no. Well, Nikki, I would, that's something I would pay money to see. Oh, God, yeah. Um, mine for Ovi was, uh, is just like Sid sitting on a throne surrounded by a bunch of awards. But that's his real life though. <laughs> I know, but like, I mean like every possible award. Wait, no, it, it's, it's all like the lady Russian. Thing. It's no, the they're all like, thing. like every possible Russian award. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh like, no, that's my thing. He's got the order of Putin or something. Yeah. There's no way in hell that Ovechkin would ever win, like, the Lady Bing. So I figured that would be, like, the one award that Sid would get. And he'd be like, I can't beat him. <laughs> oh, my God. Is my that your... last one. Okay. Oh, wait. 
did you have the, yeah, no, I had my last one, which was Claude Giroux, and uh, I said that the Boggart would explode or die from stress because Claude Giroux is scared of everything. <laughs> it, it, didn't puck, like, it wasn't puck personality, it was like a Flyers TV thing where they asked all the players what they're scared of, and they were like, oh, sharks, oh, this. And it got to Claude, and he was like, sharks, bears, tigers, heights, <laughs> water, dark spaces, big spaces. I was like, Jesus Christ, that you live. If that ain't me. Yeah, so his, he, he would be the one who wouldn't even have to use magic to defeat the Boggart. The Boggart would just, like, <laughs> die. It would just have a stroke. <laughs> it would be, like, not worth it. Come it out. would come out and be, like, half a shark, half a bear, and also, like, a dark space. <laughs> and it would just be, like, this confused abomination that would just suffocate. I I think his worst nightmare is having a coach that calls him the best player in the world again. <laughs> Because nothing, nothing ruined his season faster than that. Oh, true. Oh. <laughs> All right, who's going next? That was your whole list, right, Riot? Yeah, that was me. What that was you my, <laughs> my bullshit. Okay, you go, I Anna. Okay, so I did OB already. I also had Steven Stamkos, obviously the son. Pretty <laughs> <laughs> uh, easy. Pretty easy there. Um, I had PK Subban and I thought that PK's biggest fear was probably just like getting old. So it was just like his older self, just like staring back at him <laughs> with like knitting <laughs> and PK's like, no, it's him on a, on a, like a technological retreat with no like phone yeah, and he's yeah. old and he's like, good God, what have I become? I, I have PK. My PK okay. is a, it's a montage of music playing all by myself. And there's like a mailman comes in and there's like no invites. And then he looks at his phone and it says like no messages. And there's like a red carpet and there's like nobody asking him to take the mic so he can pretend to interview his teammates and ask them who's the best play looking player on his team, which he does every single time, but somehow it's still funny. Like for me, that's the, that's his first nightmare. That's really good. Um, I'm stressed I, out by the idea of that now. Oh, right? I have dreams like that, but they don't involve a red carpet. <laughs> um, I also had Henrik Lundqvist, which would just be, again, himself, but bald. Yeah. Probably his biggest fear. Um, Eric Carlson's would be also himself in an Ottawa jersey that he cannot remove. <laughs> Or it's just layers of Ottawa jerseys. Yeah, every time he takes one off, there's another, and it's just never ending. <laughs> With a bigger O each time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Eventually, he's actually dressed like a senator and just, like, drowning in armor. Yeah. <laughs> um, Chris Letang, uh, a pile of his beautiful clothes just on fire. <laughs> wait, wait, what would bother him more? Them being on fire or them being wrinkled? <laughs> I mean, they probably got wrinkled before they got set on fire I yeah think, but imagine probably. him it having really to wear wrinkled like clothing that he can't get the wrinkles out i think that would drive him slowly that, insane that's, I think true that's too. what his like you know when they defeat the bogger it's like it's almost like that makes you laugh i bet what comes out of the wardrobe is just like a pile of crinkled clothes and instead of making like it funny he just set them on fire he's like they're no good at that <laughs> there you go he just <laughs> love them <laughs> good <laughs> Um, uh, my one for Sid was just like a pile of all of his lucky items that he's like obsessed with, just completely destroyed. Oh. So I don't think he'd be able to function. 
think that's truly his biggest fear. And that's not me trying to be funny. I just think it's accurate. Okay. I have one for Sidney Crosby too. My okay. Sidney Crosby one is a kissing booth to raise money for youth hockey. Oh. oh. <laughs> the torture chamber. Take that, Sidney Crosby. You can't say no. It's raising money for youth hockey. <laughs> <laughs> I can just picture his internal dialogue. But I... But I can't, but I must, but no, like, <laughs> abject panic. Right. <laughs> Anything but this. Right. <laughs> My Sorry, wife. Sid, it's the only way. <laughs> the bunch of, like, tiny children, like, please, Sid, send me, send me. It's so cold without my goalie pads. <laughs> <laughs> They're all Oliver Twist. And his poor mom is the one that he has to kiss for. Yeah. That. <laughs> oh, Christ, that's really good. Those are really crabby uh, women. Oh. <laughs> um, for Gino, I said uh, his bogart would be Sid in any other NHL jersey. Because oh, he would just like, yeah. have a fit if Sid got traded or went somewhere else. I think he wouldn't be able to function. His, his fix for that would be that he would just clone whatever jersey Sid was wearing and he'd put it on. Put it on himself. Like, now exactly. we are teammates again. Exactly. I also thought maybe Gino would, like, okay, part of me feels like Gino's whole obsession with large animals is actually that he's terrified of them and trying to, like, solve his fears. <laughs> so maybe it would just be some massive, massive animal and then he would have to face in front of probably a lot of people if he were doing this in, say, a Defense Against the Dark Arts class, that he was actually scared of those things and then that would just ruin his life. Oh. But you know that Ovechkin would then try and pet it anyways, with his like oh, weird zoo yeah. in his garden. Maybe that's what he does to get rid of it. Yeah, he summons Ovechkin. <laughs> yeah. Um, James Neal, a uh, bottle of shampoo, Ooh. or yeah. several bottles of shampoo. Um, and I, then wait, my wait, last wait. One. I had James Neal, but my James Neal oh. was the bald spot. Because um, he only doesn't want to wash his hair because he's afraid of going bald. Yeah. Mm. So it's like, so you know, like one of those, um, what's that, Friar Tuck? Oh, yeah. Bald spots? I feel like that would be his worst nightmare. <laughs> Don't do that to me. I find him kind of attractive. Oh, <laughs> He is kind of attractive. Definitely attractive. But... He's very attractive. Just when he's like not, when his hair can move, then he's more attractive. But yeah. like at certain points, I'm like, oof. I remember when he played for the Penguins and I'd go to games and just like watching him skate around warmups without a helmet on was the funniest oh. thing ever because he would just, like, you could tell he was trying so hard to get people to look at his hair. <laughs> like that's the reason he did it. He didn't put his helmet on because he didn't want his hair to look bad when he went out there for warmups. It's like, bitch. He's like Samson. If you cut his hair off, do you think he'd just forget how to skate? Yes. yes. 100%. Yeah. I think he'd just lie in the fetal position and refuse to leave the locker room. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, and on who if you shave his head he's still right. powerful my last one was Yaramir Yager and I don't really know how this becomes a thing a solid thing for his bogger to turn into but I think his biggest fear is retirement oh it's, it's his jersey being retired so no, I think it's the jersey like floating up into the rafters that I think he would love actually because it strokes his ego I think mm -hmm. actual retirement is the scariest thing in the world to him. Oh. I guess it would just be him sitting at home watching a hockey game. Yeah. <laughs> just like, he's just that like he's not playing in. <laughs> he's in, a, he's yeah. in a, like a lazy boy wearing a, a Snuggie. A Snuggie, yeah. 
Oh, Are you sure like it's not a... all of his teams on it? He's just like crying. I didn't <laughs> have yeah, the quilt made of all of his old jersey. I yeah. didn't, I didn't have one for him, but I can think of one, and I think it would be dating someone his own age. Ooh. Ooh. Yep. Drag him. I was gonna put, but I was gonna put um Chara, and I was gonna put like having to fight a player his size, <laughs> but a six foot nine player just got drafted this year. There's a rookie who is six foot nine the in the king. AHL now. <gasps> that is so that, that that's gonna happen at some point. Oh wow! Chara can actually fight someone his own size. But they, I mean, maybe he'll just like be his mentor, and like mm-hmm. yeah, maybe yeah. that would be that would seriously be awesome. hoping they dropped him to his team so that they didn't have two <laughs> ridiculously high. Can you got you half imagine a basketball team there? <laughs> that's hilarious. Okay, Lauren, what other ones did you have? All right, I have Austin Matthews. His is chinos and a button-up shirt in beige. Oh. Yeah, yeah, right? Oh. <laughs> I have uh, Taylor Hall. And other than, like, a drastic increase in the price of Gucci purses, I would go with, like, <laughs> him sitting in front of a television set on draft day as his team drafts the first round pick every year for the rest of his life. <laughs> oh. I thought you were going to say it was Amanda sitting there telling him how dumb he was. No, no, that too. But <laughs> but I just feel like his biggest fear is uh, them getting the first round pick and him getting traded again and having to live his life starting from scratch because every team he goes to then gets the first round pick. Oh, <laughs> That's good. Uh, okay, I've got um, Connor McDavid, and I feel like his biggest fear is improv. <laughs> like, oh, I can totally see that. He gets, he gets like, <laughs> okay, guys, uh, somebody uh, name a location. Uh, Applebee's, great. Um, and uh, even with uh, the so um, Applebee's, and uh, yeah, even with the puck uh, personality stuff, I feel like his. Um, his answers, they all sound like t- Toyota commercials. It's like, dude, you're talking about yourself and stuff you like. But everything sounds like it's been written by someone who writes Toyota commercials. It's like, who are you? He's so weird. He's so weird. Um, I have a Johnny Goudreau. His is a salad bar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I have a TJ Oshi. His is sobriety. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. Dagger. It's either it's sobriety or it's him having to drink through a shirt for the rest of his life. Like you think he regrets this. that now? Yeah. He started this. Oh, and then my last one is Jamie Bed, and that is like a giant vagina. Just like <laughs> And he's never allowed to have another orgasm until he makes someone come early. <laughs> All you're doing really there is like setting him up to succeed <laughs> or just have sex again. Right. I don't know if you know this, well, but you can uh, improve or not. There is one joke in the world that Laura and I never get tired of. And it is Jamie Penn being completely unwilling to perform oral sex. <laughs> it's so my it's favorite funny. thing that ever happened, ever. Oh god, I'd never get tired of it. Right. <laughs> oh man, those are really good. Okay, okay how, would, how would he defeat the giant vagina? Would he have to like tag team in Brad Marchand. <laughs> I don't know. It's supposed to be the way. So I, I just don't know how he would defeat that. I just don't know. No, I just think, I mean, no, he's never defeated by it ever, ever. You know, 
No. Ever. Yeah. Okay, let's move on because we have more asks to do. Um, Thanks for that question, by the way. <laughs> oh, good. Thank you. Um, sarcastic shenanigan thing said, I know in past off-seasons you've done a recommended reading list podcast. Can you bring that back this off-season? I need some new books or pods or TV shows or movies uh, to listen to or read or watch. Can you tell I'm bored? LOL. If not, that's okay. Um, yeah, we used to do this. And we are bad at it now. Well, we we um, we did it back when Amanda was on. We always did at least one episode <laughs> in the summer that was all like book and because like, Amanda's a huge reader too. And uh, <laughs> we stole this question and did it for our Patreon bonus thing. We yeah, did like yeah, a whole yeah. episode. But I'm gonna give you my answers for some of those, and then you guys, right? Why don't you do, do you start? Do you have any like? books you're into or you've just read or TV shows or movies or podcasts to recommend? Is this about like exclusively about hockey? No, no. no. Anything. Oh, okay. Well, uh, I will always, uh, recommend, um, the McElroy brothers podcast. Yes. Like specifically the adventure zone, because I'm listening to it again. And it's like, if you have any interest in D and D, even if you don't have any interest in Dungeons and Dragons, it's still a fantastic podcast to listen to in that it's super super silly but it's also incredibly interesting and dramatic and like there's no like tv show with the level of like plot twists and foreshadowing and just general bullshit i have like two pet rats who are named after two of oh my god so i have a, a rat called taco and i have a rat called juicy wizard uh <laughs> but like that's a fantastic podcast um another one that i'll suggest is super english and it's called uh no such thing as a fish Oh, okay. And hmm. if you've ever watched QI, uh, it's basically the people who come up with the facts for QI. And they're called the QI elves. And it's this lovely, like, super, like, enthusiastic podcast. It's really silly. And it's just them finding the weirdest and wonderful facts each week. Uh, like, it's called There's No Such Thing as a Fish. I think that was one of the first facts they ever did. But it's just, like, just like four people who, you know, spend all their time reading into really interesting like facts and they'll have tons of recommendations for books about things like the history of making paper, but it's really funny uh, <clears throat> or anything like that. I don't think there's any like movies or anything that I've watched recently <laughs> that are interesting. Uh, Cause I'm a boring person, but I would definitely suggest like those two podcasts above everything else. Nice. Anna. Um, yeah, I love those good, good West Virginia boys, McElroy brothers. Uh, their main podcast is called My Brother and My Brother and Me, but they also do podcasts. All Each of them does a podcast with their wife. Um, so Justin does one with his wife called Sawbones, which I haven't listened to yet, but I've heard it's great. Travis does one with his wife um, called Schmanners, which is excellent. It's just about like everyday um, like etiquette for different situations. It's like super interesting. Um, and I think I recommended this last week when we were sort of talking about it or in a previous week, um, Griffin, who's one of the McElroy brothers does a podcast with his wife called wonderful. And it's so wonderful. They just talk about things that they find wonderful. I listen to it in the mornings cause it puts me in a really good mood. Um, and they're just like very unapologetically enthusiastic about things. Plus his wife's voice is like the most soothing voice I've ever heard. Um, so I definitely recommend those. Um, <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, books. I haven't really been too into books this summer. I feel really bad about it, but I've been like crazy. So I haven't really had a chance to read much except for Maureen Johnson's truly devious. 
so good. Nobody can write a mystery like her. It's like amazing. Um, and movies I have now watched to all the boys I've loved before too many times for it to be normal, <laughs> but it is so goddamn good. Like I'm probably going to watch it again after this. It's that good. So watch it. Okay. That's- I have, um, books, this book called, uh, educated by Tara Westover that just came out, which is about, um, this girl who grew up, uh, like being homeschooled by these parents, I think that were like survivalists or something like that. And, um, so she actually ended up going to like the university of Cambridge. And this is someone who, when they covered the Holocaust, she didn't know what it was. That's how like limited her education was. And she was completely self-learned. But anyways, it's a fascinating read. I highly recommend it. Um, Circe by Madeline Miller is, uh, is the next book by like the person who did Song of Achilles, who's like a retelling of, um, of basically the story of Achilles. And this is a retelling of the goddess story, uh, Circe. And I, again, it was really, really, really well written. And it was fascinating. TV, and I'm just stealing it, all the stuff that we said on the uh, that I said on the podcast last stuff. Um, but uh, yeah. don't listen to that bonus, please. On yes. Uh, so what else do we have? I had okay. I'm not really watching TV so much as I am. Um, I watch like YouTube stuff, and I'm watching. I'm like obsessed with the Hollywood Reporter roundtables. <gasps> Me too. Have you ever watched those? Okay. So I'm obsessed with the Hollywood Reporter roundtables, the one that they do for acting, directing. Uh, reality TV show, like all of the producing, I can watch all that stuff. But my newest obsession is the one that they just had from stylists. It's like the top like five or six stylists in the industry. And they're all talking about it. And it was amazing. I loved it. It was, can you it, send me a link to that? I'll send you a link to it. It was so good. Thanks. And um, and then also I'm like listening to like all of the Oprah Soul Search, I think it is, podcasts. Like all of the interviews of people is that she's doing with people. She did one with J.K. Rowling, which was amazing. And uh, those are all really good. Movies. I'm going through some weird, weird, weird phase where I will watch any movie set in England anything <laughs> like, i have been so, there i've been on that that weird trend. i've watched every merchant ivory movie every everything that you can uh possibly uh imagine and for some reason this brought me back to my favorite oasis anecdote where um <laughs> noel gallagher noel gallagher refused to be on the uh soundtrack for train spotting because he thought the movie was about train spotters <laughs> oh bless <laughs> Have you watched the, I, think, oh, I can't remember the full title, the Guernsey yes. Literary and Potato Peel Society? Oh, man, it was so good. Of course I can't. I have because it was on Netflix and it's set in England. Therefore, I yes. watched it. I also just watched Crazy Rich Asians and it was awesome. Oh, I need to watch that. I really want to see that. Tonight. It was good. Have you, Christina, my girl. have you watched Pride? Pride? That's set in England. No, I haven't. Well, sort of, it, it's uh, sort of set in England, sort of set in Wales. It's essentially it's a film about like it's a historical like queer thing as well it's fantastic it's hilarious it's where a group of like this is during like thatcher era uh, a group of like lgbt activists went to support and raise money for the miners oh. they found this small mining town oh. where because there was a huge thing where like the unions and all the mines were getting shut down and it's a big historical thing like you see gays and lesbians support the miners as a huge banner at pride because it was this big thing where they're like, well, you know, like, we're both enemies of 
like common decency in the state. And so, you know, why are we just out here supporting ourselves when we could be supporting you? So they go to this like little Welsh village and it's them trying to raise money for this like mining society. And it's like, you know, this little mining town and how they sort of end up befriending and becoming really close with this super old fashioned, like Welsh mining town. There's a, there's a gift that goes around and it's like an old woman bursting out the back of a band saying like, where are my lesbians? Give me my lesbians. <laughs> that you might have seen but uh i just remembered there are two things i'm going to suggest Mm -hmm. uh books there's a series of books that i absolutely love that if you're into london or like england and crime these are like the best books i've ever read uh those are my favorite it's called uh, the bryant and may series brian it's bryant bryant and may okay uh, as in like this match company and it's actually two octogenarian detectives who work for a thing called like the peculiar crimes unit. And it's, it's sort of just like bizarre crimes that happen. And it's a little bit of like a farce. It's very like English humor, mm-hmm. but the writer is also insanely knowledgeable about London. So like the third character in this book is essentially like the city of London. And uh, like one of the detectives, they're both, you know, super old. One of them is very into like modern technology. The other one is kind of a, a mess and he has like a witch as one of his consultants. <laughs> And there's a there's a murder mystery where it involves uh, a river in London that is invisible. You can't see it above London, but it does exist under London. And that is somehow the murder weapon. It's all these really, it, it's just, they're really fascinating. They're obscenely funny. Uh, um, and downloading that, odd, but that's amazing. Yeah, if you, have an, if you have an interest in like London at all, like even reading them as a Londoner, I was like, oh my God, I'm getting like a boner for my city. <laughs> Uh, and the other thing I was going to suggest, and this is a really weird, I have really weird interests, uh, and this is the closest I'm going to get to suggesting a TV thing, uh, also kind of English-based. It's called Don't Flop, and it's a rap battle thing on YouTube, which <laughs> sounds weird, except that they're kind of notorious for doing these like April Fool's rap battles, where one year it was a compliments rap battle, where <laughs> you have like a, you know, they've got like a doubles match, so it's a pair versus another pair. And the whole purpose of it is to out-compliment your opponent. Uh, they had another one where it was a, it was for like um, April Fools. They had their two best rappers have a rap battle against Fantastic, which was actually a can of Fanta and a stick. <laughs> they had to come up with like a five-minute, really vicious, brutal rap about a can of Fanta and a stick. And, and there was another one which is called a Bad Bars Rap Battle, which is where you have to make the worst lines and, like, the worst possible, like, rhyming, like, lines for a rap battle without just not rhyming. Like, they were just <laughs> just really, really awful, embarrassing lines. Uh, and it's, like, if you're interested in because it's, it's mostly, like, English rappers, uh, kind of posh English rappers, but they're really funny, they're really unusual, and, I don't know, I watch them when I can't sleep and they crack me up. There are nice. English rappers? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's really hard for English rappers to rap, uh, to battle American rappers because there's all this, like, street and, like, gangster stuff in the, in America. We don't have guns here. Yeah. <laughs> so right, no one right. raps about, like, straps or, like, yeah, I'm going to shoot you. So, like, with what? We yeah. don't have guns. <laughs> I don't, with our hunting rifles. I don't yeah, think like, that I, there I are people... I don't think there are people that know that. I think there are a lot of people that have no idea that in England, the cops don't use guns. 
Yeah. Uh, like, we have knife crime. That's it. And you can dodge a knife. You can, like... Yeah, if you can stand out of arm's reach, you're kind of safe from a knife. <laughs> you but, can uh, dodge also, a knife or a wrench. You can dodge yeah, a ball. You can dodge a ball. Thank you. But also, like, uh, with English rappers as well, we're known for being really self-depreciating. So whenever Americans try to rap battle against, like, English people, the first, like, whole bit the English will do <laughs> is just shitting on themselves. <laughs> They're like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, and then the American will be like, ah, damn it. <laughs> like, he just used my entire, like, everything I had, he just said about himself in a really funny way. And I'm, I'm, shit. What do I do? Oh, man, that's hilarious. No, I would pay money to see don't, that. Don't flop on YouTube, and it's like, compliments rap battle is hilarious as is the bad bars thing it's just get get involved in some there's no hockey on right now so you might as well get into rap battling mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's well, the, the, so, sorry the the uh, movie you said it's called pride right is that on yes, netflix pride. i don't know if it's on netflix uh i think it might be it, it might be on uk netflix is the thing okay all right it's been out for quite a while though i'm downloading that that sounds awesome <laughs> okay uh, Nani said, been listening to you complain, rightfully so, about Penn's giving Jack Johnson a five-year deal. A two- or three-year deal would have would have made more sense. Even three years would be pushing it. How would you build your perfect hockey team? Right. All goalies. <laughs> Sorry. No, I, that's, I don't know. If I could, I would absolutely just make a team that's nothing but goalies. Because I think it would be funny, and I think it would be terrifying. Because they're just like the scariest people in the league. Alternatively, I'm going to be honest. I would probably just make a hockey team out of who I thought were the most attractive hockey players. Because <laughs> you would have fair. a fantastic fan base. It would be very heavily skewed towards the Swedes. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Patrice Bergeron and Gabe Landeskog could like arm wrestle for captain. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah, no, I would just I would just make a, a really pretty hockey team. Because I, I could, like, sit and be really deep and be like, oh, well, I want to have, like, good defense. Or like, there's no better defense than a team that's nothing but goalies. And there's no better <laughs> fan base than the fan base of essentially, like, a GQ shoot. Just every line is beautiful. <laughs> that is, it definitely has the psychological edge. Yeah, and yeah. no one would want to fight them because they'd be like, can I really, can I really hit that beautiful face but how and, and do Paul Mareko would be there as their giant like defender who is just a human labrador <laughs> who looks like a just like a puppy but he's six foot six but how does an insanely beautiful team deal with adversity uh they take off their helmets <laughs> they, <laughs> they look, at, they look in the, the mirror <laughs> so it blows their hair around but no, luckily, some really really skilled beautiful players that's true. And I think, you know, if nothing else, even if they're terrible, at least you and the fan base could go, well, our team, our team is still the prettiest. That's true. Yeah, like you, you could lose, but have you really lost? Do you think all the signs in the stands would have just like all of the compliments that Leslie Nope gives Ann Perkins? Yeah. Like, you beautiful land shark. <laughs> That's what I would do. Oh, they could just sort of like... They wouldn't need to draw penalties. They just look beautiful, and people would get distracted. Right, and it would be weird because, like, there wouldn't be often, there wouldn't really be trades that often, except for like when Claude Giroux like cut off all his hair and suddenly became hot, and it's like, oh, yeah, we have a trade to announce. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's you have trades for glow ups. 
I would make them go through the Kyle Dubas screening process for hiring. Mm. That's how I'd build my my favorite team. That's that's a, a good answer. Team. So yeah, hopefully it's on its way. These new super Let's teams so. based on I don't know skill, talent for hiring and stuff. But you know, if you can't do that, pretty pretty goes well. That that yeah. too. Yeah, so that could plan. Okay, it would uh, be interesting to have them office. like a uh, team woke versus team beautiful versus the, you know what I mean. Uh-huh. Like, that like, put them in teams based on their stereotype. Yes, that'd be a whole different league, and I would pay a lot of money to watch it. Dude, that that's our all-star game. game. Those are our all-star game uh, teams yeah. right there. That's the new drafting process. That's gonna be really awkward. Whether like, yeah, but he's a uh, like Holtby. You're like, he's quite woke, but he is very pretty as well. What do we do? Oh, we make him wear a hair tie. That's what we do. He has to wear a hat, and then he can be on team woke. That's right. Okay, the Sounds of Hockey said, did the NHL steal your Who's Winning Summer segment? On a kind of a related note, Tyler Sagan going to a country concert with his mom is the sweetest. Go check out Tyler and Jamie Ben prank their moms and vice versa. Uh, yeah, I have seen those videos and many times. Um, Tyler Sagan can act, I'm not going to lie. Or at least he can lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, not. you know, 10,000 hours. The relationship between him and his mom is so good. Oh my god. Um, I don't know if the NHL uh, stole my idea for who's stealing summer, except yes. Yes, they did. Probably. Yes. Probably. They steal all of your other ideas. They steal all my other ideas. Dunk tank, all that stuff. Yeah, if it's good, they stole it from us. Ain't that the truth. But I am interested in, um, is that like actually somewhere? Did they? Is that actually a thing that the NHL is doing right now? Because that would be hilarious. Yeah, I have no I idea. Watch. Um, um, but also, can we talk about Gino, uh, I think, is winning summer right now because he, like, broke a world record. What? Yeah, they did, like, a world record with, where they did, like, the most consecutive passes. So it was, like, 120 passes or something like that. And then he scored a goal after all the passes were done, and it, like, set some sort of world record. He, yeah, like, was there, like, um, I don't know. Somebody two board hockey players in an stuff though like was there somebody in net even what's the point of those i think it was more about the passes it was how many consecutive passes they could complete i think i'm not not to like dismiss his achievement or his world record i'm completely dismissing this achievement i've never held a hockey stick but i feel like if you put me maybe three meters from someone else right i could probably do 200 passes yeah yes Yes, that's true. I think I think it's because I mean, well, 
with what records you have to have like an officiant and stuff that you want to like raise money to apply for it and stuff. Yeah, there has to be somebody uh, like official there to witness yeah. it and report it. Yeah, I don't know about that one. Let's move on. Okay, we got an email. I didn't see who sent it, but thank you for this message. It said, hello, what new rule, serious or daft, would you introduce to the game? Accepting uh, stricter head injury regulations, that shit goes without saying. <laughs> and they censored shit, which I think is funny. Um, I'd take a rugby rule. During play, only captains can talk to the ref, and he's not obliged to listen. If you crowd the ref or even talk to him, you're looking at a potential pen penalty. So if 58 has an issue, got to go through Sid, who relates to the ref. If the ref has an issue with 58, most of the time he tells Sid, who relates to Tanger. Um, alternatively, I'd introduce mandatory job swaps. I love once that. Season, yeah, once a season, each player has to spend 24 hours as the official team accounts tweeter slash call center ticket seller slash HR representative slash post-game locker room cleaner. It would be glorious carnage. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think that technically speaking, the NHL does have a rule that the captains and assistant captains are supposed to be the ones who, who talk to the refs, but I don't think that it's really enforced. But, like, that's the reason they say a goalie can't be a captain, right? Mm. Because he right. has to relay the messages to the bench. But I don't think it's really enforced that uh, Okay, so what's your – do you have a rule? Me? Yes. Um, no, I really like the job swap one. Mm. Uh, I like the idea of them having to do some sort of customer service thing. Like, okay, I – Tim Hortons again. They all yeah. have to work. They have to do like an internship scheme with Tim Hortons. Yeah, I, th I do think they should have to work for their social media accounts for a day, though. It's, or it sounds like a co-op. Because I tell you, it is not an easy job. It's what I do for my life. So it's not easy. It, to me, it sounds like a co-op. It sounds like they should all have like a, like rotating jobs where they have to do it for like one month yes. out of the year. Uh, yes. Yes. I think that's genius. I love that idea. Um, my rule, if I had to implement a rule, it would be for more international hockey than uh, for NHL hockey. And that would be no medal will ever be awarded based on a shootout ever again, ever. Mm -hmm. I don't care if it's three on three or four on three or five on five. Um, I, I'll take any of that over uh, a medal given by a shootout, which I don't even think is like, like just no, not for medals, like to advance to another round, maybe whatever, but not for medals. I finally watched when, um, Team was it Team Canada or USA selected TJ Oshie like five times in a row yeah, for the yeah, shootout yeah, yeah. against Russia. Yeah, uh, I finally watched that and I was like, no, this isn't like this isn't that team versus like Russia. This is TJ Oshie versus <laughs> right, Russia. Right, right. Versus if that goal, like maybe no one should get a medal for shootouts, but I think in that scenario, Oshie should get a medal. <laughs> <laughs> well, he that get a medal for those five shootouts, but that wasn't a meddling game, so I. Uh, uh, I could see how that was okay, but it also wasn't even TJ Oshie against the Russians. It was TJ Oshie against that one goalie. Right. Like, yeah. That's the problem with doing it for a medal. It's like it's literally one versus another. Yeah, uh, that's why, right? Yeah. It's like I feel like if you're if it's gonna be for the medal and you've just played all of this hockey all tournament long, to right. give the award for the actual uh, like for the to award the actual medal for something that doesn't isn't even a team 
kind of, it just seems ridiculous to me. And if I, I could get rid of one thing, it would be that. It would be like winning RuPaul's yeah. Drag Race off of a coin flip. Off right. doing all of the tasks. Like, exactly. And it would be a coin flip. It would yes. be like winning RuPaul's Drag Race off of a lip sync that you got to move forward on, even though you definitely lost lip sync before. Can you tell me a lot of feelings about this recent season? <laughs> um, I think also I would implement international size ice in the NHL. Ooh. No, I don't know about that. I want it. I want it bad. I my my like rule change is uh, stupid because I like to do stupid things. The NHL, as you can't tell, um, mine would be to make penalties uh, more penalty. And so basically, it would be that if or for one, if the goalie gets a penalty, the goalie has to go to the penalty box. Oh, I love that. <laughs> so, yeah, so you got to put the goalie in the penalty box. Uh, also. Instead of like all penalties stack, so I don't mean like there's never going to be like oh it's just like a you know a five on three because I think that's the minimum it goes to like right, yeah. no 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 if like all five players could like hit a penalty then guess what it's just your goalie versus five other players <laughs> it's your goalie it. versus the other team I want it to be that like just when they get a penalty you're off there's no like limit like oh you got a penalty we'll wait until the next round there has to be at least two players on your team. No, four of you get a penalty. Guess what? <laughs> it's fucking Nolan Patrick of the Flyers versus the entire like first line of the Penguins. And for Touch the it, full and for the full two minutes, yeah. None of this they score and you get out kind of business. Nah. Or or it's sort of like dodgeball rules where you score one and one player gets to come back. Like that's <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And you sure. can pick which player it is. So maybe you're like, okay, it's got to be the goalie because he was the first one to get a penalty. I like it. Yeah, I, I think that penalties should be more penalty. Also, more also shirtless Fridays. Just throwing <laughs> yeah. that out there. <laughs> I think that you shouldn't have to tie your jersey down anymore because I want to see more fights where people get, like, I don't know what fight it was. I watched one of them where basically he just ripped the dude's like jersey off and I was yeah. like, he pulled his hair and took off his top. That's not a fight. Uh, that yeah, fight. these that are the Mighty best. Ducks rules, right? Like, stick, yeah. gloves, shirt. That's how a fight yep. should be. Thank you. Take everything off. Just yeah. like, it's only a real fight if there's no pads in the way. So, you know, strip boys. I know it's cold. Hurry it up. <laughs> okay. Name tags asked, where will Eric, Eric Carlson end up? Will he be traded before the season starts? I think Eric Carlson won't be traded before I die. <laughs> Taking so long. I... 39 days to choose. I don't know. I mean, you know what? Um, at this point... I just want him to go to the West Coast. Just go away. Yeah. I, I'm done. I'm tired of hearing about you at this point. I know it's not your fault, but I'm done. I don't want to hear about this anymore. And I know it's the Canadian team's fault. Um, but still, I'm just over this. I'm over it. Enough. We almost had movement. We almost had it. He was like, someone posted like, oh my God, he said oh, that yeah. he just want to sign with the Canadian team again. And then someone asked him, he's like, no, I'd be up for signing with the Canadian team. And I was like, oh, forwards and now we're right back where we started well then just go Vancouver. to dallas and get it over with please then vancouver. yeah oh my god can you imagine if dallas got him that would be amazing but i have a feeling he's going to end up with vancouver if i had to guess or does vegas still want him i think Vegas. Oh. yeah okay we have that space uh now that we don't have james neal well i don't know about you guys but i'm all about um at this point just get everybody out of the uh, East Coast that is making playing there so hard right now. Oh, the East Coast is brutal. 
Uh, is, it, is it the uh, the Atlantic Division? Like, no, what division is um, the Penguins in? Metro. Okay. Metro. Yeah, the Metro Division is ridiculous. But even yeah, now, now so look stacked. at look at Toronto getting better. Um, yeah. uh, the Bruins are better again. Uh, what's it called? Um, Carolina's even like not horrible now. Buffalo is getting better. Pretty soon, all of the East Coast teams. Who will we have to look forward to for an easy victory? No one. Sad the day. playoffs are going to be so boring. I know. Okay. I just, um, just want to mention this real quick because yeah. I don't think we brought it up. The fact that um, the uh, is it the Sabres are going to have three fucking Rasmuses now? Yeah. I just I need oh. people to acknowledge that there's going to be three fucking. The NHL has like a history where there's only been three players called Rasmus, and now one team has three of them. Rasmus. I just wanted to bring that up because it makes me mad. <laughs> so they're the the, tri- the triplets. The Rasmi. The <laughs> I think it's Eichel and the Razmai, was it, or something? I don't know. Are they all forwards? I don't know. I think oh my god, we're going to have the Razmai line! Oh, well, someone did say that you could have all of them on the ice at the same time, and I'm like, well, do it then. That would be the best. Do it! <laughs> when would you not do it? Yeah, like, just do it for the lol immediately, please. For the vine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's good. Okay, Anonymous said, Hi, ladies, love the pod. My question is, have you ever thought about making the pod available on Stitcher? It is similar to Patreon in nature, but build like Netflix in that you have one fee for all the podcasts you subscribe to. Several of the podcasts I listen to are available on there, and I would like to be able to listen to your bonus content, too, without having to have two different subscriptions. Um, have we considered it? No, because we did not know what it was until we got this. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I I don't know. We can look into it. I'm I'm um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Somebody asked us too if we could kind of uh, go through the pod and do like the the time stuff. And I'd say, look, Dangle and those people can do that because they have these things called producers right. that do those things for. We do not. And I we can I can I do not have time for that. If I have to upload this podcast to one more place, God help me. Um, I will. I'll just cry. It's yeah. not happening. So if they can find a way to load it to there that would uh, be easy and fast and not create yet another extra step for us to do every week, then we would be happy to do it. Um, otherwise, no. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Do what I do and just sit there and scroll through until you find the bit that you want to listen to. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm so, I mean, like, I can't. You know what? You can pretty much, it runs itself. We'll be uh, yelling, screamy, ragey. Uh, I don't know. What What else? A regular episode? Dogs, maybe? Yeah. Food, probably. I don't know. Food. Yeah, just do what I do and message Kira and be like, what episode did you say this on? Yeah. <laughs> She could probably really remember. I can't. If you were to ask me that, I'd go, I have no fucking clue. I don't remember <laughs> I what I said 30 that. seconds ago. Don't yeah. remember what I said 30 seconds ago. Um, should we do this bit that 17 is Lucky sent us real quick? Sure. Okay. So 17 is Lucky had sent us some um, um, NHL teams as combat robot builders. Yes. Um, so read the little intro here and then several different teams. I think we're going to kind of do like one at the at the end of every episode till we like run out is that right yes okay cool um so here's the little intro hello friends and welcome to the wonderful world of robot combat in the next in the last few years there have been three high level televised shows devoted to the sport robot wars in england canceled this year after three seasons i'm still sad battle bots currently in its third reboot season 
after a year off and then the original series run in the 90s before that and king of bots slash this is fighting robots a show made by the chinese streaming service uh yuku it's only in chinese but robots hitting each other is a universal language um, in order to reimagine each nhl team as a team of robotic of robotics engineers i'm going to be pulling robots robots from each show just because i've seen all of them okay so the first one they sent is the vegas golden knights huge H-U-G-E. So, yes, the robot is called Huge, and that's because it's, well, huge. Team DGK <laughs> were brand new to the scene and decided to go in an almost entirely unprecedented direction for a robot. Huge features a bar spinner, a bar that spins really fast and causes damage, set up high between two giant plastic wheels. Of course, since this is an engineering show, Huge's wheels are made of HDPE, a lightweight but super strong material that has only ever been used in robot in a robot once before. Uh, so far on BattleBots, it's undefeated because nobody knows how to attack a robot of its shape. Its element of surprise and unorthodox composition make it amazing, just like the Golden Knights. Oh, oh and its awesome angry eyes don't hurt. Oh, what a tapestry. I like it. Was this robot somehow um, shunned by all other robots, and then they <laughs> came? The parts of it came together. It was almost like it, it, it would have to be all the teams didn't want to use. Yeah, exactly. Right. It would have had to be made up of like discarded parts. It's a recycled robot. There you go. Nice. It's all uh, the whole team is made up of like engineers who are told that like, oh, you're not good enough to be on our team. Like right. it. That would be perfect. Yeah. Like so thank you so much, 17 is lucky for sending these to us. We'll read another one next week. Um, that was super cool. Um, and that was it. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you, Riot, for being here and helping us with some thank more you for stuff. Me. Um, thank you to Kate and Kira, our West Coast girls. I'm going out of order now, but this is how it is. Um, and to Kate for doing our beautiful logos. Um, you can find her art on her society six shop under the name Vulcanite. Um if you have questions for next week's podcast, you can send them to misunderestimated.tumblr.com or misunderestimatedpod at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Twitter at misunderestimated without the last E. Um, and if you want to support us on Patreon, uh, you can come on over there. Uh, I think our bonus today, like we said, is going to be about that puck personality. So if you're interested in that, you can come and support us on Patreon and come and get some uh, bonus content. And that's it. All right, guys, we'll talk to you again uh, next week. When One of these weeks, we need to start with the predictions of next year, right? Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah, Oof. so let, we'll, we'll, start, we'll start with those ones soon. Uh, but it was nice to talk about hockey again at the beginning of the episode, like actual hockey stuff. So somebody get traded or do something stupid. Go NHL. I know you've got it in you. <laughs> Just do something, Carlton. Yeah, come on, seriously. Or like William Nylander, please. I can't. Oh, right. Well, the, it's um, William Nylander, Brock Besser, and one other one. We're, we're all waiting for them to be um, re-signed. Mm -hmm. All these guys with good hair. Right. All by Canadian teams. <laughs> God damn it. Anyways, okay. So um, so we'll hopefully we'll have more news for you guys next week. Bye. 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 See ya.